Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. Today, for you, our podcast listeners, a special treat, a discount subscription to the Weekly Standard. When you're done listening to the podcast, be sure to click the box in the post to get your special discount. With us today is Bill Crystal. And Bill, last time we spoke, the sequester was still just a looming terror. It was Godzilla before the radiation. It hit the little lizard. Now it is here. Where are we politically in the United States? I like the Godzilla example. I have to think about that. Does Godzilla end up winning in that movie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't he, think he, he does. He they keep bringing him back is the problem. It's a terrible tragedy for Godzilla and mm. all of his friends and family, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I, I think it's very much... Who's going to win? I think it's been premature uh, celebration uh, by both Obama and the Democrats and now by Republicans on, quote, who's, quote, winning the sequester. People are now have a time frame of about 48 hours, and if they get two bad press articles or, or one good... Uh, sense in the you know uh, story out somewhere they think oh we're winning this fight this is part of a much broader fight about the budget about spending it's going to roll into the continuing resolution at the end of this month and obviously into the debt ceiling fight in the summer and i think we'll know maybe at the end of this year or maybe by october 1st or so who has won the fundamental debate on the size and scope of the federal government part of that is the military which i'm from my point of view republicans are much too willing to sacrifice but i guess my main concern as a conservative and as a republican is uh Fighting bloated spending is fine, but you need to have a positive reform agenda. Uh, Ryan, Paul Ryan's budget was strong, not just because it, it reduced the rate of growth if there's something like Medicare. Right. It reformed Medicare. It said, and truthfully, I, don't, I think they could have made this argument more instantly, but it, the argument was it'll make Medicare better. It'll make health care mm-hmm. better. And the Republicans, I'm one of my main concerns about this whole sequester fight is the Republicans have become entirely the fight of the party of Let's have a federal government that looks exactly the way it does now, but that's 97% of the size it is, instead of let's change what the federal government does and improve it and limit it and and reform it. But to get people to go through change, a change is difficult, it hurts, it's scary, so you've got to have more pain out, you know, to apply that finally causes voters to go, okay, 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 we'll do change. Two areas, I think, that are available for that pain bill. One is, the, and the, even the Associated Press reported it this weekend, the top 20% of earners really are paying 80% of the tax bill. And they really are paying a record amount, not just of raw dollars, but also of the percentage of the pie, while the uh, bottom half are paying virtually nothing. And that, when the, when the line is at $70,000 per household when you've got to the point where there's 70,000 that couple that I mean, one's earning 40 and one's earning 50 and they're carrying that big heavy bill I think there's pain there and I think Republicans have that option that that, that tool then the other one is you mentioned health care here in Massachusetts where we were first in with Obamacare thanks to Mitt Romney our health care costs we just found out today are set to explode again because giving away health care benefits without making people pay for it causes them to use more health care and it drives the cost up so you've got Rising um, uh, 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 health costs, uh, uh, insurance premiums, and rising taxes, couldn't you use those to leverage voters into saying, yes, we need to do something new? Yes, and I think especially for focuses on the middle class, and broadly speaking, what, what we might call the middle class, the example you gave of the family making maybe $90,000 right. to workers. I mean, the, the problem with the way the Republicans often frame it is, oh, those poor rich people, they're paying such a high part of the tax burden. Well, the top 1% is paying a huge part of the tax burden, probably more than they ever have. It's also a fact, and I'm not saying it's a bad fact, but it's certainly a fact that the top 1% is making more money 
as a percentage of the total income of the country than they ever have, uh, have greater wealth. There has been an increase in inequality of wealth and income. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It may just be a product of all kinds of technological changes, of the education system, of, of, of doctors marrying each other, and right. some get two doctors married, the, the income disparity is much greater than it used to be when a doctor married a woman who stayed home. Or uh, you know, so, I mean, A lot of these things are not necessarily good or bad, but I think it's a fact. So I, I think the way you put it, which is to say, what about the family making seventy, ninety, one hundred twenty thousand dollars? What is that? What can we do in a responsible way that would help the overall economy? That would help that family have more take-home income, especially if it's a family raising kids. Don't view kids as a as a luxury. View kids as an investment. I mean, and and, and help families with kids. Uh, and then on health care, the same thing. Uh, I was very struck uh, yesterday. Mitt Romney was on Fox News Sunday, and he said, I think somewhat ridiculously, that uh, Obamacare actually hurt him and helped Obama in the election because. Some lower-income voters, he was talking about Hispanics at the time, liked the idea of getting mm-hmm. health insurance, and, and he almost put it in the context of that 47% comment, and uh, the government be able to give them something. Well, I'm against the government giving people things. On the other hand, Republicans and conservatives have said for years, we have a better way to help the uninsured get insured, right. to help people who are unemployed get insured, since right now we have an employment-based insurance system, um, and there are all kinds of state and federal laws that make it hard for the individual market to work very well. Uh, where was that in the Romney campaign? Where was the positive alternative? Uh, where was the sustained critique of Obamacare so people understood they weren't getting something for nothing? Well, one reason there wasn't one is what you just said about Massachusetts, who invented that health care plan, I'm afraid. But um, Can I just so, say that you make it very difficult for me to be part of the Weekly Standard when you make me talk about Mitt Romney? Can I please okay. just pretend, yes, can, having we, lived here with him as my governor and now my nominee, uh, can I just can we just put him in that box that Bob Dole went into? Saying, you were the one who was just saying uh, it's good for people to be forced to feel some pain, oh. to confront, to confront the challenges, <laughs> to look in the mirror and think hard about all the Can you remember things. the last nominee that just <laughs> disappeared off the radar screen as quickly in the minds of the people who voted for him as Mitt Romney? I don't know anywhere of anyone who's part of the gosh darn it, if only we had Mitt or right. let's bring back Mitt well, in four years movement. Partly because they defined the campaign almost entirely as just, gee, Obama's not a very good president, so, right. so vote for me. So once, once Obama's reelected, what's the point? But anyway, I think all of that adds up to the crying need for a strong, positive, reform, conservative agenda on the part of the party. Again, you and I have discussed this a bit in the past. I think governors are doing it in some of the states. The, the National Party is doing nothing to help those, the lessons of what the governors are doing get out around the country. And at the end of the day, there is a National Republican Party. It controls one branch of Congress, the House. They may not be able to pass things and get the Senate to, sign, to, to agree to pass a piece of legislation and get the president to sign them. They have got to put forward stuff that shows where Republicans would go. David Winston, an intelligent Republican pollster, was quoted this weekend saying something like, let me see if I can get this right, um, with a lot of Republican candidates, if, if, they, if they didn't have a Democratic opponent to run against, right. they wouldn't have the foggiest idea what kind of camp- campaign to run. They wouldn't have the foggiest idea what they should be for. Mm-hmm. And I really think every Republican should just step back and say, I'm not going to talk about the Obama administration for the next 72 hours. God knows there's plenty we've got to stop them from sure. doing. I wrote an editorial called Resistance, I think, uh, or Resist, maybe, <laughs> you know, two, two or three weeks ago. So I'm for resistance. But, but it's also as a matter of intellectual discipline. What would you like to do to improve things in this country? And forget about Democrats and forget about liberals, forget about Obama, forget about the media, and just say that. You know, make yourself, the candidates and elected officials need to make themselves go through that exercise. Watch John Boehner on Meet the Press 
I'm making your, you you miserable here, Michael. But you 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 don't want me to mention you. You didn't watch Romney yesterday. You probably didn't watch Boehner. Uh, you know you're tuning out as as. I, I gave myself a root canal using household tools instead Boehner, of my two choices. What's the Republican message for 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 improving life in this country, for reforming this country? Uh, and its government, and, right. and you wouldn't get very much. Uh, which brings us to the fan, final conversation for this uh, uh, Weekly Standard podcast, which is what the Republicans would like to do with the Defense Department. You certainly can't do it if you don't fund it, but then again, you can't figure out how to fund it if you don't have a mission for it. I, I'm not sure I know what the Republican position is on what the purpose of the U.S. military is today, as President Obama, as you point out in your editorial entitled Indefensible, uh, d- d- does more to damage it than any president since certainly Jimmy Carter. Yeah, no, I really am worried about the defense cuts. They're so uh, excessive and across the board, and now, and of course, uh, uh, both across the board, but then they don't affect military pay, which is fine, but that's about half the defense budget, so then they really you know, just come clunking right. down on everything else that the U.S. Um, is now ob- uh, obliged to do. I, I don't have a problem with having a big debate about U.S. foreign policy and what defense uh, strategy and structure that implies, but we haven't had that debate. Instead, we're just cutting across the board at a time when the world is not getting safer. I mean, someone has to explain to me why we can afford to cut the... First of all, every other part of the government grew, mostly thanks to the stimulus in 09. The one part of the government that didn't get stimulus money was the Defense Department, Yet now it's the Defense Department that gets the biggest cuts. The defense has been flatlined now for a couple of years, and with the wars draw, drawing down, which is fine, they, they obviously aren't being funded anymore. So uh, we're now cutting defense. Is the world safer than it was a couple of years ago? Is Iran further from nuclear weapons? Is North Korea further from nuclear weapons? Is Pakistan more stable? Is, is the, does the Middle East look just wonderful? Are jihadists giving up? Is al-Qaeda giving up? I mean, I really think there's something a little crazy about cutting the one part of the government that, A, is the uniquely and unquestionable unquestionably a federal responsibility, a national responsibility, to whatever the, ex, whatever the you know, mistakes the military has made, and whatever the uh, bloat in the Defense Department, if there is any, or let's not, bloat's not quite fair, but whatever sure. you know, redundancies there might be, it is the one part of the federal government that seems to function pretty well. And see, the world is getting more dangerous, and that's the part that everyone's decided, okay, let's just cut that the most. And I do think Republicans need to fight back much more. Uh, aggressively on that than they have been so far. Well, the Obama administration has pledged that if they can find any part of the government that actually works well, they're going to destroy it immediately. They're only going to leave the parts that don't work. But I cannot believe, Bill Crystal, that you have any doubts about North Korea now that Agent Rodman is on the ground there. This is all... Dennis has it under control. You absolutely cannot. Well, we have to make up this time. Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us here on the Weekly Standard podcast. And once again, be sure to check out your offer for a subscription uh, opportunity here on theweeklystandard.com. I am Michael Graham.